Okay, Boker Tov Shavua Tov, Nesiva Shalom, Parshas Mishpatim, making our way through Sefer Shmos. And we begin the transition now from the story of the narrative of the Jewish people, the birth of our first family, Sefer Bereshis, the birth of our people, Sefer Shmos, the seminal moment of Harsinai we read about yesterday, Parshas Yisrael, and with Mishpatim it represents a major turning point in Torah, where we're transitioning from a story of the birth of a people into the laws that guide and that uh, regulate us. So Parshas Mishpatim we know is filled, chock-filled with incredible number of mitzvos, unbelievable number of mitzvos, and really represents the basis and the core of so much of halacha, of so much of Torah. And the Gemara Mambakama makes an amazing statement. The Salam Rebbe begins with this. Yisubi Gemara, Amrav Yehuda, Hayman Deboil Mavi Chasid Lekayim Mila Dinazikin. If you strive, if you aspire to be a chasid, in this context he's not talking about wearing a strimal, having a long apayas, he means that means in your conduct, in your behavior, in your character. If you want to be the type of person, we know the Rambam contrasts a chassid and a tzaddik, two different types of personalities. One is someone who has a yetzahara, has an inclination, has negative thoughts, has drive, but controls. Then the other is a person who's purged even that negativity from themselves, that all they think about, all they do, they're drawn instinctively and intrinsically to only good. So you want to be a chassid. You want to be that person who has a pure character. How do you achieve it? So I would have thought you learn... You learn Pirkei Avos, you learn Chumash, you learn Musr Svarim. And what does the Gemara say? If you want to be a Chassid, open up Nezikin. Sanhedrin. Rava Amar Mile De Avos. Rava says you learn Pirkei Avos. So three opinions in that Gemara Babakama. If you strive to be a Chassid, if you don't care about being a Chassid, you don't mind being a lowlife, so you don't have to learn these things. But if your goal, your ambition is to be a Chassid, so three opinions. One is learn the laws, Nezikin. The other is learn Pirkei Avos. And the other is Brachos. Now I understand Avos. Because Avos is filled with character lessons. How to mold and shape yourself into the best uh, person, the best personality. And I understand Brachos because Brachos Birchas Hanenin is about achieving Kedusha and awareness. The Rambam writes that the purpose of saying Brachos every day is to live with Yerushalayim. In fact, the Gemara learns, the Pasuk says, What does Hashem want from you? Don't read it, the obligation to recite a hundred brachas every day. And the Ramam writes, why do you say a hundred brachas every day? That's how prone we are to forgetting Hashem. We're so vulnerable and susceptible to forgetting Hashem that you need less than a, no less than a hundred times. Imagine for those in the room who are married, your spouse says, I need you to check in with me a hundred times a day. Otherwise, I'm worried you're going to forget I'm here. And who knows who you're going to be talking to and what kind of relationships you're going to make and what you're going to be tempted by. So a hundred times a day I want you to text me to remember I'm here. So that, that would be a very challenging marriage situation, a hundred times a day. So Akash Borka says, I want you to check in with me a hundred times a day. Every time you eat, every time you go to the bathroom, every time you're done eating, every time, I want you to check in with me a hundred times a day. So I understand that doing that generates a sense of awareness, of mindfulness, of consciousness, that Akash Baruch is here. We're learning this in the uh, Amunash here on Wednesdays. We're learning a piece by Revolbe and Ali Shur and Chelek Beis about Birchas Hanen and how Birchas Hanen not only changes us, but changes the whole environment and the culture that we're in. It's a very powerful piece. I understand. You learn Mile Davos, you learn Pirkei Avos, and you learn how to become a righteous person. You learn Brachos, you learn how to live with an awareness of Hashem. But Tzarek Bir, the Bishlam, Mila Davos, 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 
laws of the economy. So what is it about Nizikin? What is it about the laws of damages in particular that if you learn the laws of damages, the result will be you're a chassid. So says the Salam Rebbe, a very chassidish Torah, which you would expect nothing less from him. The Mishnah says in Baba Kama, Arba Avas Nezikin, there are four archetypes or four overarching categories of Nezikin. We have Avos, those are the archetypes, the prototypes, the, the major categories, and then you have the Toldos, you have the subcategories. So the four major categories are Shor, Bor, Mave, and Hever. What are Shor, Bor, Mave, and Hever? Shor, we understand, is an ox, my property that gores. A boar is, if I make a pit, make a boar, b'shus arabim. Mave is adam. Hever is, is, uh, is a fire. So, arba elu, mechuvam k'negedalcha k'yeyetzahara. Nimtzoim ba'adam. So, this is the chassidish part. Is that these four categories the Mishnah refers to, is not only talking about four categories of physical, literal damages, but he's talking about four ways that our yeyetzahara damages us. Hashor merames al Ashur, the ox, is a reference to arrogance. Chazal say the most arrogant of the animals is an ox. An, an ox is brazen. An ox is, is, is aggressive. An ox is arrogant. So the arrogance within us is the ox that we contend with. It's like an ox and a, what do they say, a bull in a china shop. So our arrogance is like a bull in the china shop of our life, steering or directing us in the wrong way. Sabotaging our own success, our own happiness. We talked about this yesterday, the uh, drasha yesterday morning. Rav Sajigon, all Tariq mitzvahs are condensed into the Aseris Adibras. All Aseris Adibras, the first Dibra. The first Dibra in the word Anochi. And what's the antithesis of Anochi? We're battling. The Gemara says, Lo Elohim Achirim. Don't have another God. And the Gemara in Shabbat says, Who's the other God? The Yitzhahara in you. You can either be worshipping Hashem or you can be worshipping yourself. Today's Sunday. What do you do with today? How do you spend your free time? What do you do with your recreation? Are you serving Anochi? Which Anochi? His Anochi? Or the Anochi HaOmid Ben Hashem Avenechem? Or the Anochi that is our ego? So the first, so all of these Dalad Nezikin, we have this capacity. Mesir Hashem writes, and Amchal writes something astounding. It's so absolutely humbling when you read this. He says, you know, we human beings think that, that we are so far superior to animals. Animals have a very base intellect. Animals are unsophisticated. We're human beings. We're so much superior to them. So the Ramchal writes, and yet animals identify something which is dangerous for themselves, something which is damaging, and they avoid it. So if a cat, a dog, touches something that shocks them, that harms them, they sense something threatens them, they run the other direction. And what does the human being do? We touch something that damages us, threatens us, harms us. Chocolate cake, potato chips, looking at the wrong things, saying the wrong things, going to the wrong places. And what do we do? keep coming back for more and more and more and more. So who's really superior to whom? The animal or the human being, says the Ramchal. We think we're so much better, the animal knows what harms it and gets out, of, gets out of there. The human being knows, we intellectually know that something harms us, and yet we keep coming back. Why? Because the animal doesn't have a neshama. The animal doesn't have a yetzahara. The animal was pre-programmed, mishishis mebrishis, with a natural instinct and a natural intuition. So the animal knows to lift its leg next to that tree. An animal knows it needs to eat. An animal needs it to go for a walk and eliminate. It has an animal instinct, an animal impulse, an animal desire. It doesn't struggle with the Yetzirah because it doesn't have a neshama. We who have a neshama, which indeed makes us superior, but it comes with this Yetzirah, and the Yetzirah has four ways of attacking us. And that's the Arba of us Nezikim. Number one is the shore, arrogance. Habor, in Yana HaNefila B'yeyosh, Rechman al-Tzlan, Kasher Nidmaloshu, Ovud B'gamre, Shizem Meviyu Kfar L'chol Averos. What's a boar? A boar, a person who digs a pit. So the pit in our life is falling into the pit of despair. 
is yeish. When a person says, you know what? I'm unworthy. I'm inadequate. I'm pathetic. I'm never going to give up the chocolate cake or the potato chips. I'm never going to stop looking at those things on the internet. I'm never going to control my Yitzhahara for gossip and for Lashonara. I'm never going to grow in being able to go to Minyan or get to Minyan on time. A bore, the pit in our life, how is that mazik? That damages us internally because it's the voice of, of self-sabotage that says you're unworthy, you're incapable, you're pathetic, it's never going to happen. Who are you fooling? Stop trying. Hamav is Hashem. So Mava represents the Shein tooth. Hainu taivas achila. That's when we eat the wrong things. Eat, eat the wrong things or eat the wrong quantities of the right things or, um, or eat without making a bracha beforehand. Hever, which is fire, represents the lust within us that burns the drive, which the id, the ego, the core drive of all men is sexuality, that burns inside people like a fire, passion. So these four, which all speak not to the external damages, so very homiletically, api drush, api chasidus. And the Shalom is suggesting that the Mishnah in, in Baba Kama, Arba Avaz Nazikin, is not talking about four categories of how we damage one another, but four categories of how we damage ourselves, how we destroy our own lives. That these four categories are destroying our own, our own being, our own equilibrium, our own happiness. Shor, Bor, Mava, and Hever are four ways that we destroy our future. You want to be a chassid? You want to live with a certain sense of righteousness and virtue? You want to be the most meaningful? You want to be the best version of yourself? Learn Mila de Chassidus Mila de Nazikin means get rid of Shor, Bor, Mava, and Hever. Get rid of your arrogance. Stop thinking you're inadequate and unworthy and stop giving up. Stop. Um, engaging the world of food and eating uh, incorrectly, and conquer that fire that burns inside you for the wrong things. So the word chassid comes from the word chesed. Right? Like a tzaddik does tzedek, the chassid does chesed. Chesed is righteousness, kindness, loving kindness. That's the act. That's the activity. But the individual who's transformed themselves to be a person who does it is a chassid. It means that who you are in your core, you're not somebody who's selfish, self-centered, but you know what? You read somewhere or you heard a great talk by Charlie Arari, so now you're going to go run and do chassid. It's, it's a person who just intuits, who has an instinct. It's the person who's driven to do chesed, not because they feel guilty, not because there's peer pressure, not because they're t- trying to pad their shidduch resume, not because they're trying to impress someone, but they do it even when no one's looking and when no one's around and when no one sees because they're, they have this drive to do chesed. I saw this video on the internet of a security camera caught a guy. There was a dog that was freezing and it was cold outside and he went and he got a blanket and he covered the sleeping dog. Okay, it's a dog, it's not a human being, but a dog also deserves to be kept warm. What's the godless? Why does a video like that go viral? Why are people excited about a video? Because nobody sees it. Because there's a security camera that caught a guy. It wasn't everyone was walking down the street. It wasn't the Good Morning America crew was there to follow him, putting the blanket on top of the on top of it. He wasn't nominating himself for the CNN Hero of the Year. The godless of that video, the reason it goes viral is because nobody saw it. Somebody reviewed a security camera and found a guy doing this righteous act that nobody else saw. So that's a chassid. I don't know that he's a chassid. But it's a, that's a chassid. Why? Because he wasn't just doing chesed. He intuited chesed so much so that he was a chesed. So the 
So the Slama Rebbe points out that the Gemara there in Baba Kama doesn't say who is a person who wants to do chesed, learn milah dinazikin. It says who's a person who wants to be a chesed. Not just a person who's a cruel, insensitive, self-centered, miserable oisvarf, but a person who is achtova chesed, who in their core only wants to do what's right. How do you transform yourself, mold yourself, shape yourself to be that person? By learning Milos Dunizikin. This is such a core, important Maharal. The Maharal in his commentary in Pirkei says, To be a Shalim, Inyan Ashlemus, includes three relationships. Most people mistakenly think that in life there are two relationships. We have relationships between us and God, and relationships between us and fellow man. But the Maharal introduces a third realm of a relationship, arguably the most important, because if we're not healthy in that one, we struggle to be healthy in the others. And what are they? Shalem ben Olevin Boro, between us and Hashem, Shalem ben Olevin Chavero, ben Adon and Shalem ben Olevin Atzmo, the relationship we have with ourselves. So at the root of achieving Shlemus, of being whole and full in life, is a healthy, functional relationship between us and God, between us and man. But that all begins with a relationship between us and ourselves. Believing in ourselves, giving ourselves the benefit of the doubt, letting ourselves uh, um, break through and grow to be the best version of ourselves, and so on. In fact, that Maharal, that Derech HaChaim, as an aside, says, whenever you study Pirkei Elvis, always the magic number in Pirkei Elvis, Pirkei Elvis is brought to you by the number three. Everything is three. Everything is brought to you by the number three. Says the Maral, go relearn Pirkeiavos and plug in the three relationships. And every single Mishnah where you see there are three of something, one of them is describing Ben Adam Makam, one is describing Ben Adam Lachavero, and one is describing Ben Adam Laatzmo. And that's why he's going to use that Maral now to plug this into our Gemara Babakama and say the following. So Rebuda says, you want to become a chassid? Learn Mila Dinazikin. Stop damaging, stop harming your friend. We're not talking about what are the rules that after you damage him, here's how you compensate him. We're talking about how do you become a chassid? That's not becoming a chassid. If my car rams into your car and I make you whole and pay you, that doesn't make me a chassid. That makes you somebody who did the right thing. That's the halacha. What it means to be a chassid is somebody who lives with such mindfulness, such cost and such care that you never damage anyone else to begin with. As we said earlier in the Gemara, the early Hasidim would dig, they would place these harmful thorns, broken glass in their field, three Tfachim underground, so that nobody walking over it would get hurt. They could have said to themselves, it's my field. What right does someone have to be in my field? Or you're in my field, it's on, the burden's on you to be careful and cautious. But they were chasidim. They had transformed themselves to live with a sensitivity, a kindness, a love, that they tried to not only do what we call responsive chesed, they tried to do proactive chesed. They tried to do anticipatory chesed, prophylactic chesed. They tried to identify someone could get hurt, I'm going to set my field up in such a way that no one could get hurt. 
we were watching the uh, Vimeo from uh, my kid's wedding, and one of my other kids said, at the moment, Mikey stepped on the glass, is that a glass ever go through anyone's shoe and, and hurt their foot? The answer is yes, that's why I tell every chassan, use your heel. So a person could step on glass, it goes right into the bottom of their foot, could rip it open. So you got to anticipate that, you got to say, use your heel, don't, don't, it would pretty much ruin the wedding if the chassan has a huge gash, a piece of glass coming out of the bottom of his foot. Before the dancing ever starts. So Rebuta's opinion is, you want to become a chassid? Not just you want to become somebody who lives me'ikar adin. To compensate someone after you've damaged them, you're just doing the halacha. You don't get mafta yona for that. You didn't do anything special for that. You don't get honored for that. What makes you special? A chassid? When you anticipate. When you're proactive. Then, how do you achieve becoming a chassid? Learn mila dinazikin. The kosher king, Certainly in the way that you speak, in what you text, in what you email, in how you treat, and how you invite, how we interact with other people in a proactive, anticipating way is how you become a chassid. Milad Nezikin doesn't just mean the technical four categories of Nezikin. He means don't be a mazik to someone else. Did you sweeten other people's lives or did you harm them? Did you hurt them? You know, we all have people in our lives that interacting with them just sucks the life out of us. Their existence in our life is a mazik. Just every interaction is going to make us feel worse about ourselves, make us feel bad, deplete us of our energy. They damage. They're going to say something hurtful. They're going to make themselves feel better, better by putting us down. Those people are mazik. They didn't necessarily dig a hole, and they didn't necessarily ram their car into ours, but they're mazik us, even in more significant ways. They're mazik us. You want to be a chassid, think about the people in life and never be mazik them. But Yitzchak, it's quoted in the name of many uh, Rebbe's, but uh, when it says, the obligation, responsibility you have one towards the other, the word arev means a guarantor. If you go take out a loan in Israel from an Israeli bank and they demand a guarantor, they'll ask, who's your arev? Who's signing as a guarantor? So on a simple level, means that we each have to be the guarantors one for another. We have to keep each other from getting in trouble. We have to bail each other out. And if I see that you didn't hear Kiddush, I say Kiddush for you, I blow shofar for you, and so on. But the Chassid Shereb has said, the word Arev doesn't just mean guarantor. What else does Arev mean? Think about it in the context of Shira Shirim. There, your voice is, doesn't mean your voice is a guarantor. What does Arev mean? It means your voice is sweet. Arev means sweet, delicious, sweet. Which means, the Jewish people, our mission, our job, is to sweeten each other's, each other's lives. We've got to sweeten each other's lives. Not harass one another. We've got to give more energy, not deplete energy. Make people feel better about themselves, not worse about themselves. So, are we fulfilling the mission of Ko Yisrael Arevim? Are we Ma'arev? Are we sweetening each other's lives? Or, Mila Dinazikin? Are we harming? Are we hurting? Are we damaging each other spiritually, emotionally? So that's what it means. A person who wants to not just do chesed, but be a chesed, interacts with others in a way that they never harm or damage. The second opinion is that if you want to be a chesed, what do you have to learn? Avos. What's avos? Avos is atzmo. Pirkei Avos is all about not how do I not damage you, it's all about how do I mold and shape me? How do I become the best version of me? How do I fulfill my potential? How do I grow into becoming the person I'm meant to be? 
of us all speaks to Ben Adam La'atmo. As it says, jealousy or envy, lust, and the pursuit of honor remove a person from the world. Now, envy and lust and honor have nothing to do with anyone around me. They're all internal character traits. So that's Ben Adam La'atmo. And what does it mean that if you're a person who lives with envy, a person who lives with desire, a person who pursues honor, it's removed you from the world. What world? Says the Salam Rebbe, every person. person saves one life, he said the whole world. Every human being is a world. So what world have you removed yourself from if your life is defined by being jealous of others and pursuing honor and lust? You've removed yourself from your own world. Your whole world has come crumbling down. Your own internal world implodes. So you see that Learning mili da'avos is bein adam atzma. Kolochi in adam mekayim mili da'avos midos mikukolos. As long as you haven't fulfilled shaping your character to to imitate our greatest avos, our greatest leaders. As long as your own character is damaged, is corrupt. In bekinah taiv of a kavim chon yani kaso atzos va'atzlos. Whether it's through jealousy, honor, and uh, and lust, or whether it's through getting angry or sadness or laziness. Hariz agorim lo she'ino shalim atzmo. You're not really whole. You're not the best version of yourself. You can't be happy with yourself if you're not working on yourself. So Mila Dinazikin talks about how do I relate to other people? How do I sweeten people's lives instead of harming them? Mila Da'ava speaks to my relationship with myself. How can I become the best version of me? The Pasuk says, what is that? Yeah. When there are matters of dispute within your gate, Oh, oh, Chasid Shavort. What does it mean? Divrei Rivos B'Sharecha, right there in Parsha Shoftim. Bein Dam L'Dam, Bein Din L'Din, Bein Nega L'Nega. Is that? Am I getting it right? So that's when you're dealing with all the different types of questions that could arise, and what are the venues in order to resolve them. There, the Torah says, when you encounter Divrei Rivos B'Sharecha, Rivos like a riv, a fight, when there's a conflict in your gates. So what's in your gates? It doesn't mean in your gated community. What does it mean B'Sharecha? Hainu B'Sharecha Shacha. Where are internal gates? The gates to our body, like your eyes, your ears, your mouth, every opening of our body is a gate to our body. So this is referring, means that there's internal conflict, internal turmoil. Internally, we're not feeling whole. There's not an internal harmony that we're happy with ourselves. Our values don't match our actions. So the brain in our, in our skull, the seichel in our brain knows, So what happens? Our brain knows what's right to do, but our heart longs for something else, and our body gives in to the animal instinct and animal impulse. So there's discord. There's, there's disunity, disharmony within our own lives. We know what we're supposed to be doing, but we're not doing it. And when that happens, when there's an inconsistency in our own lives, we feel a tremendous tension. And that's the divrei rivos b'sha'arecha. How do you correct it? How do you improve it, repair it? Mile da'avos. Learn pirkei avos and grow and apply pirkei avos and one perfects beino levein atzma. You become a chassid beino levein atzma. K'mayim ra kassav. Ein shalom ba'atzmi. Hainu shu chassar shleimus b'kirbo. Kasher yehudi einu k'fishetzarach liyos harayot tamid chassar shleimus. When we're not living our best selves, so we feel incomplete. Liyolam einu sameach v'chayav einu chayim. It's hard to be happy. And you're not living a great life if you're not living your best life. Our neshama is a piece of Hashem. It's within us. 
Hashem is living, He's dwelling inside us. He's entrusted us to be stewards over that piece of Him. And we are being cruel if we're not treating it properly. So the third area is the relationship between us and God. What's the purpose of making a bracha? To be able to recognize that any pleasure or joy we get in the world, this is His world. I can't walk out of Publix or Winn-Dixie and steal food without paying, and I can't enjoy the benefits, the beauty of this world without paying. And what is the commodity or the currency with which I pay Hashem to thank Him for the gifts of this world? A bracha. A bracha. Macha bracha. As the song goes. So by making a bracha, you transform what you're about to do. You're not just an animal about to... Um, ingest and digest some delicious food, you transform that food into a vehicle of Kedusha. You're about to take a sip of the coffee. I already made a brach on this coffee. But you're going to take a sip of the coffee? So is the coffee just there to turn you into a mensch, to wake you up, to get your day started? Or by making the brach, everything exists with his word. It's a beautiful insight on Shahakol. My daughter Leora said it at her bas mitzvah. I don't remember who she quoted when we learned it together. But shahakol is a non-specific bracha. So why do you say shahakol? Priya eitz, priya dama, moti lechem in haaretz, mizonos, and then you have shahakol. This generic. Listen to this geshmak insight. When you say the bracha shahakol, niyebedvaro, so I mentioned before that sometimes we can go to restaurants which are extraordinarily overpriced for the food that you're getting. So you order X food, and we know the ingredients cost very little, and you're paying a tremendous exponential of that cost. Why are you paying that? And why are you willing to pay that? Why is it the same steak in Manhattan costs three times the steak in Boca Raton? And why do you drive over the bridge to pay the toll and put the car in the lot and pay the parking and go to... Why are you going there? One of two reasons. Either you have a corporate card and the company's paying for it, <laughs> so you could care less about the price, or you're on a date, or it's an anniversary, and you're paying for the ambiance. Ooh, we went into Manhattan. We were in the fancy restaurant, and the lights were dim, and people were sitting right on top of us, and we were all eavesdropping in each other's conversations, and all the incredible ambiance. So you pay a premium for ambiance. So when you make a bracha, she'akol niyebid varo, she'akol. I'm not just making a bracha on this kishmak coffee, which really at its core I should be thinking about the beans that grew out of the ground, and the people who harvested the beans, and the beans were packaged and then were sent, and the trucker who put them in the back of his truck and drove across uh, however many highways to get it, and then the person who put the coffee beans in the grinder and ground it, and then it was packaged, and then it was put into the little K-cup, and then I overpaid for that and put it into my carrying. And So shakol means there are a thousand stages that I'm grateful for. Baruch Hashem, there was someone willing to work in the field, in the sun, to plant the coffee bean. I'm not interested in doing that. Baruch Hashem, there was willing to drive the truck. I'm not signing up to do that. Baruch Hashem, there was willing to, someone willing to package the K-cup. I'm not, uh, that's not my career aspiration. Chakol, I'm thinking the thousand stages that happened until I got to the cup of coffee. But even more than that, Chakol Niebedvaro is a bracha, Kosh Not only am I drinking coffee right now, I'm in an air-conditioned room. I'm with good chaverim. I'm feeling comfortable. I took a shower this morning. It's drinking out of a great cup. It's a whole ambiance. I'm paying the premium of the shahakol. Everything, not just the coffee. 
for Baruch Hashem, for the entire ambiance I'm experiencing. So it says the Salam Rabbi, The three opinions in the Gemara are not arguing. They're not arguing, they're complementing one another. And they're all agreeing. How do you achieve becoming a chassid? How do you become a chassid? You have to be showing bin adam la'atzmo, bin adam la'chavero, and bin adam la'makam. How do you become shalim in each of the three realms, or each of the three relationships in life? You become shalim in your relationship with other people by mastering milad and nizikin. Don't damage, don't harm other people. And to be a chassid of milad and nizikin doesn't just mean that you pay if you did damage. It means that you anticipate and avoid hurting people. How do you become shalim bin adam laboro between us and Hashem? A hundred brachas a day. Be appreciative. Transform the physical, material activities we're doing into something righteous and holy. And how do you become Shalim ben Adam la'atzmo? Learn Pirkei Avos. Become the best version of yourself. He's going to give a third pshat. The first pshat was that the four of us Nezikin are talking about how we damage ourselves. And that's why to become a chassid, you learn Mila Dinizikin. The second shot is that the three opinions in the Gemara correspond with the three relationships in life. And now, the Rebbe gives a third shot. The Bryce of Rapinchas Ben Yair, upon which all of Masila Shisharim is based. Rapinchas Ben Yair, 12 step program to Ruach HaKodesh. Sha'acha Madregas Kedusha Vitara, Monas Madregas Achasidus. Hamavila de Ruach HaKodesh. Beruach HaKodesh, Mavila de Tchias Hamesim. So the 12-step program of Pinchas ben Yair is, you have Kedusha, you achieve a level, level of holiness, then you have Tahara, purity, and then you get to Ruach HaKodesh, then you merit to have Ruach HaKodesh, and Ruach HaKodesh brings Tchiyas HaMesim. Shechassidim hiya madrega ha-gavo b'yoser, l'mayla madregas tzadik. Chassid is the highest level. In ye chassidus ulof nimishir esadin. A chassid makbid lo raka mashak mechuyiv api alocha. Ela osa aflof nimishir esadin. Umekayim basis hayashav atov be'ene Hashem. Shegam mashayinu mechuyiv mitzal halacha u'osa kedeshi yen nachaz ruach lefanav yizborach. You know what it means to be a chassid to achieve that highest level? You don't get away with the bare minimum. You could get away with the minimum in life. You could settle for mediocrity or you could go above and beyond. You could go above and beyond. Your spouse asks you to do something. Your parent asks you to do something. Your boss asks you to do something. Eh, you do the bare minimum. You get away with the least it's going to take. You're a minimalist. Or you want to give nachas ruach. You love your spouse. You love your parent. You love your rebbe. You love your boss. And they ask you to do something. You do that plus, plus, plus. You go above and beyond. You drive even further. You buy a bigger quantity. You do even more. You didn't just wash your dish. You wash the whole sink full of dishes. You go further. Why? Because if you're living a self-centered life, so you get away with the bare minimum. But if you're driven to bring nachas ruach, you want to bring joy to the people in your life, so you go above and beyond. We mistakenly think that I'm only, I only give nachas to my spouse, I give nachas to my parent, I give nachas to my boss. But if you look at the very end of Mesil Sisharim, the literally the last paragraph that Ramchal talks about, our mission, our purpose in life is to give nachas ruach to Hashem Yisbarach. Hashem has no needs. We don't know what it means there for Hashem to emotionally have nachas. But the idea is we're giving the Rebbe Shalom nachas ruach. Even things which technically are permissible, but it doesn't mean that you have to engage in things that technically are permissible. To go above and beyond. So what does it mean to become a chassid? means to live life with that mission, to say, I'm never going to get away with the minimum. I'm not settling for mediocrity. My whole life is driven by the ambition to go above and beyond. 
Rabbi Yehuda lebekayim milay de nizikin. Shemachalish gam binyan nizikin. Shemenal lechaver gam ken yikadish taatzmo gam beheter. Af binyan mshenu mochuyev bemitzaladin. Kamalatniyas hakutim gimot fachim kidesh lulugram agmas nefesh luzaslo. It means in the world of nizikin to go above and beyond. True, in my property, who says I have to bury the the damaging goods three tefachim underground? I don't have to, but I go above and beyond. Umila davas handle of nimishras adin ben lovin atzmo. Avos is going above and beyond in my relationship with myself. Shehim kol nyan midos hashnius mizachus avos. Sheinu begeder hadin v'alach elohim orchem chayim orchos chayim lof nimishras adin lahayim adam belavim boy lomihavi chasida. Umila de brachos chayim lof nimishras adin ben lovin boro. Shemavad gidre halachu mekadosh esatzma gam b'motor lo kedei lasos nachas ruach l'shemiz barach. Shemachol nyan avagashmiyam who shoka b'dayto hater bein Hashem. What does it mean a bracha? It means I could consume the coffee, I could have the meal, I could fress. Like a like a pig, I could eat like an animal, or I could go lef nimishras din and say kavod shabbos kodesh or whatever I'm about to eat. I'm eating just to give me energy to serve Hashem. Aidezehu mekadesh umalas kol nyanim magash mishroshus veheter l'Hashem isbarach. Kamoshu matzinu beberchas chasanim shabracha vishana shalom yisrael mavarach kashu omi levnosus beso shakol bara lechvodo. The very first of the sheva brachas after bar priyagafin is shakol bara lechvodo. It never occurred to me. It's great Sheva Brachas Torah. That the first Brach you say is I'm about to build a home. I'm about to create a new life. And everything I have, all my wedding gifts, all my home, everything I'm about to do is not for my happiness, not for my pleasure. The Cuisinart is to serve Hashem. What happens if the slave after six years says, I want to stay? So if we are the Eved, and we're saying about Hashem, I love, Adon, I love my master. And Tafel, I also love the people in my life. All the loves of this world are secondary to my primary love of Hashem. He pierces our ear, means he opens our ear, he opens our heart to hear his message. Another Hasidic Shatayra. It flips the whole parsha of Evid Ivri on its head. You want to be Vavadola Olam? You want to serve Hashem forever? Again, the Pashup Shad is it's negative, Avdullah Olam. It's a slave who wants to stay with his human master forever. And we pierce his ear because he didn't listen at our Sinai. So the Hasidah Shatar, the Slanam, is flipping it on its head. It means the Evid here is the Evid for Hashem. And he says, I love my master, I love Hashem. Eh, I also love my wife and my kids and my car and my house and my internet. But I love Hashem. So then what do we do? Avdola Olam. We pierce his ear so that Lavdola Olam, how can he serve Hashem forever? By opening up his ear, by listening. To take all the secondary physical things that we enjoy and to lift it too to be serving Hashem. So it began as a very enigmatic comment. How do you become a chassid? What in the world does that mean? I understand avos, I understand brachos. How is it learning mili dinazikin is going to bring me to be a chassid? Three suggestions. Number one, that the Arba Avos Nazikin are talking about four ways that we self-sabotage, self-destruct, undermine our own lives, and that we have to overcome those Nazikin. We have to stop being mazik ourselves, stop hurting ourselves, stop sabotaging our own success. Number one. Number two is Maral. There are three realms in life, Bin Adul Atum, Bin Adul and Bin Adul And the three opinions, Avos, Brachos, and Nazikin, 
correspond with the three areas of our relationship. And number three is, that what does it mean to be a chassid? means to go above and beyond the fnimishir sadun, to do even more. And these three opinions are not just about being reactive, but proactive, how we can achieve chassidus, how we can achieve a life of righteousness and virtue in these three areas and realms of life.